Hey, what is up, men? Welcome to the Pick a Fight podcast. My name's Joe. I'm the host. So glad that you able, uh, were able to tune in, listen to this. Uh, I'm excited because we are about to go on a journey of a, a series, four episodes that I've previously recorded back when I wasn't even sure what I was going to call this podcast. So I'm doing this intro separately. But we're actually going to dive into 1 Corinthians chapter 16, where Paul tells us to act like men. Because what does that look like in your life and in my life? We we need to know how to act like men and to pick the right fights. So, welcome to the Pick a Fight podcast. And let's jump in to 1 Corinthians chapter 16. Hey, what's up, men? My name's Joe. Welcome. The whole point of this is to teach you what is worth fighting for. Because a lot of times in marriage, we fight our spouse. A lot of times we fight with our boss, fight with the kids. We fight a lot of different battles that really we shouldn't. It's not about who we're fighting, but what we're fighting for. And so there's certain things we're gonna hit on this uh, podcast and this video. Uh, Four super simple things. We're gonna talk about leadership, fighting for our leadership, fighting against lust, uh, fighting for our relationships, uh, and then also fighting for our spirituality. Those are the four things. We're gonna cycle through those. Uh, If you're like, hey, I don't fit any of those, find another podcast or video because those are the four things we are gonna hit on all the time and uh, what we're gonna do is we're actually gonna start off with a scripture from 1 Corinthians and if you're not spiritual um, listen we're all on a journey I really think this scripture is gonna speak to you though because it's Paul talking to us men specifically he says be watchful and firm in the faith act like men be strong let all that you do be done in love And the part there, and again, this is 1 Corinthians 16, verse 13. To be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men. The question is, how do we act like a man? Like, how do you, like, when I say act like a man, what is that to you? Is it when you have on, you know, Carhartt? Is it when you have on Under Armour? Is it when you play flag football? Is it because you drive a truck? Is it because you wear flannel? Because you got a bunch of guns? Uh, What is it to to be a man uh, in this world? And really, especially in the Western world here in America, we really don't have uh, that clear picture of when manhood starts or what that looks like so we're going to go uh the next few uh youtube videos few podcasts i'm probably going to throw this up on my podcast the married life that i do with my wife uh we're going to discuss certain things that we need to do in our lives to act like a man and the very first thing is this it's very simple we need to lead we need to lead like men Jesus was the greatest leader of all time, hands down. And when you look at him, he actually said to be first, you need to be last. Like that's the goal. And sometimes in marriage, when we think that we're to lead, we come across domineering. We come across authoritative. We come across my way or the highway. And then we start getting fights with our wife, right? Because again, we're not fighting for the right thing in the marriage. We're actually fighting our spouse because we're trying to get our way. And as men, we're just selfish. Like I'm a selfish dude. I'm, I know you're selfish. We're men. We're selfish people. We're selfish creatures. Um, but when you think of the word lead, I want, I want to break that down to a simple acronym for you. Okay. Let's, let's look at L. L is listen. Leaders listen leaders listen like we have to get that in our mind that leaders don't dictate uh leaders don't demand leaders listen 
And it's just not for our spouses, right? We need to listen to our spouses, how they're feeling, what's going on in their life, what's going on at home during COVID and they're raising the kids and we're, you know, <laughs> we're bringing home more issues for them. We're not hearing their hearts that they need a break or they need a date or they need, you know, some quality time or whatever that is. Um, but we also need to learn to listen to our kids. We need to learn to listen to our boss. We need to learn to listen to the Holy Spirit. We need to learn to listen to the word of God because so many times we listen to our own thoughts more than we do to God's thoughts about us. And we start living a life dictated on our thoughts that are usually off. Like my thoughts have been off before. I'm sure yours have been off where you start thinking and seeing yourself in a negative way, a negative light. Uh, you don't, you, you don't, how do I say this? you don't see yourself through a clear lens. Like you have a distorted lens on. Um, so I wear contacts, I wear glasses, and when I take my contacts out, everything's fuzzy. But when I put on my contacts or put in my contacts, put on my glasses, I can see like it's in 4K, you know, 8K, you know, it's like amazing. It goes from like black and white, super grainy to 8K. And that's how it is when we start looking at ourselves through God's word versus what we think of ourselves. Because we just always know we're, we know we're not going to be the best. And the enemy, I'm telling you, the enemy, he puts thoughts in our heads that pull us down. So we need to listen to the right things. We need to learn to listen to our spouse, not demand things. We need to learn to listen to our friends, listen to our kids, listen to our bosses. The Bible talks about iron sharpens iron. When you think about iron rubbing against each other, that's going to cause friction. You know, sometimes there's for there's friction in relationships, even when you listen. You don't always have to have all the answers. You don't always have to be the guy who's telling it. And and again, a lot of times we think as leaders, we have to have the answer. You don't. I just want to let you know you don't have to have all the answers. Just listen. I say, honey, you know what? I'm gonna think about that. I'm gonna get back to that. I'm gonna work on that. Um, I'm gonna process that. And even again with the Bible talks about even as we're going through this verse to be watchful stand firm in your faith and act like men you know again like listening to that like man god how do i act like a man again we lead okay so l is listen e is we want to encourage like we need to be encouragers as men because men there are statistics that show the weight of your words to your children way more than any other word that's out there for any from anybody from a school teacher from a coach from um a pastor uh from fill in the blanks you know like like the the words of a man matter your words matter and so you got to speak encouragement to your kids you got to speak encouragement to your wife i'm telling you what she doesn't care what the other dudes think about her she cares what you think about her and so you got to let her know that you love having the conversations. You love, oh God, honey, I love when you bring that up. Honey, you look so good in that. And again, this isn't like you say it in front of everyone. Like my wife, she does not like uh, uh, affirmation in front of people. You know, when it's just her and I, it's cool. But if I tell her how great she looks in front of a crowd, she like, you know, clams up. You know, she's like, shut up. I don't want to, you know, people to hear that. Um, but we do need to be encouraging. We need to bring that into our daily life when we're looking at people and encouraging them, whether it's people we work with, whether it's our family, whether it's friends, whether it's our pastors, whoever it is, we need to speak encouragement to them. That's what we're called to do to lead. Leaders encourage, they don't discourage. If you come in as a leader and you're pointing out all the things that people do and fail and you're pointing the finger and you're beating them down, beating them down, beating them down, you're tearing them down. We are called to be builders. We as men, we are builders. And we need to build each other up, friends up, our spouses up, encourage them up, don't tear them down.
So that's the number two. So L uh, E A. Okay. A apologize. It's not too late to apologize. Okay. It's not too late. It's, it's not too late to apologize. We struggle with humbling ourselves and apologizing. But I'm telling you what, an apology in your marriage, in your relationship is going to go so far. It's going to go, it's going to make your relationship so much better. It's going to make your marriage better. Even apologizing to my kids. I remember like, I wouldn't say it was the first time, uh, but a time that I walked in to Gwen and I had to tell her, Gwen's my six-year-old, and I had to tell her, hey, daddy is sorry for the way that I talked to you, uh, the way that I yelled at you. I shouldn't have done that. I should let my emotions calm down before I disciplined you. And she said, daddies make mistakes. I said, oh yeah, honey, like we make mistakes, but I got to teach her at a young age that we apologize, that we, we confess when we mess up. And again, that helps my daughter understand that, grasp that. So then she learns how to apologize to my younger daughter, uh, Vivi, my three-year-old. And then obviously even Ellis, as he, as he grows up, you know, our baby and my 23-year-old, um, that we want it to be a full circle, that we can apologize to each other, uh, that we're not so proud, we're not so, you know, like we walk in humility. Because again, apologizing, especially when you come to your wife and say, honey, I'm sorry I had that attitude. Man, I did that just the other day with Chrissy. I walked in the door and she's juggling some with the kids and I'm in between a meeting and trying to fix a broken pipe outside. And I'm like, she's like, ah, you know, I'm like, I can't help you. You know, like I'm doing stuff like you're the stay at home mom, figure it out. You know, like don't say that to your spouse. Like, so again, fail. Um, and so I fixed the pipe, went and did my meeting went and talked to her and said, Hey honey, I am sorry. I should not have responded the way that I did my fault. You know, like I, I was just, I put too much too th you know, those things too close to each other. I'm so sorry about that. And I mean, she, again, she was like, wow, thank you. I didn't even really think twice about it. Cause I knew you were doing your thing. I knew I had my thing and, but still I went above and beyond to apologize. Uh, so lead. Okay. L E A D. The last thing is you need to die to yourself. I know that's like, what? I don't, especially if you're not a follower of Christ, you're like, what does that mean? Um, there's actually a, a movie, the dark Knight. Uh, I'm going to play a clip. If you're, if you're listening to this, you can listen to the audio, which isn't that great. But the video, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see it. Um, so here's a clip of Harvey Dent from the dark Knight. Okay, so what Harvey Dent was just showing there is really actually foreshadowing him becoming Two-Face, right? Like that you either die as the hero or live long enough to become the villain. Listen, we need to die as the hero every day. We have to die to ourselves every day. Jesus talks about picking up your cross. Now, like that's a pretty scripture to say because we wear cross necklaces. We have cross t-shirts. Remember like everybody's wearing bedazzled cross stuff and like the jeans and everything. And if you wear that, hey... You know what? It probably makes you more of a man than I am. Uh, I wear skinny jeans and stuff like that, and I have no bedazzlement on it. But we, uh, the cross is not just a sign of beauty. Like it is for us as Christians now that we are saved, you know, because of Christ. But the cross is a form of torture. It's a death sentence. And Jesus says to pick up your cross daily. We have to die to ourselves daily as men. You have to die to what you want. You have to die to your selfish desires. Man, there's so many times that I come home and you know what I want to do? I want to just sit on the couch and watch Sports Center or watch a movie or watch The Office that I've seen a hundred times, but I want to re-watch it on Netflix, you know? I don't even want to have to warm my wife up, right? Like it's like, no, I just want sex. Like like, you know, like, I don't, I don't want to have to like set the mood. I don't want to have to have the conversations. I don't want to have to rub the feet, rub the back. I don't want all that stuff. I just, I just want to have sex with you. You know, like, is that too much to ask? But that is not 
what we are called to do as men. That is what boys are called to do, to be selfish, to not know. We are called to die to ourselves. And so again, the verse is in 1 Corinthians 16, verse 13, be watchful, stand firm, and act like men. So the first way that we act like men is we lead. Lead your home. Lead your workplace. Lead your children. Lead your friends. Lead where you have the ability to lead. And if you're like, man, I don't have any of those. I don't have a job. don't have kids. don't have a wife. don't have et cetera, et cetera. Lead yourself, okay? You need to listen to yourself. Are your thoughts going negative? Then you need to start listening to God's word. You need to listen to podcasts. You need to listen to encouraging YouTube videos. Uh, you need to listen to something better, okay? Uh, encourage. You can encourage everyone around you. Listen, you can encourage your friends. You might not be leading anyone, right? But you will be leading someone when you encourage them. Also, learn to encourage yourself. Learn to apologize. Apologize to yourself. Learn to say, man, I'm sorry, dude. I screwed that up. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm messed up in this area. I, and I didn't realize that doing this from my childhood was going to create a habit in my life that I do to this day still, you know, addicted to pornography, uh, bad eating habits, drug problems, you know, alcohol abuse, lust, whatever it is, you know, that like you can apologize to yourself. Don't beat yourself up. Too many times as men, we beat ourselves up. That's not what we're called to do. Apologize to yourself. Learn how to apologize to friends. Learn to, if you learn how to apologize now before you get in a relationship, man, it's going to make your marriage so much better. And the last thing is D, you know, like we said, die. Like, learn to die. Like, it's not always just, you know, I remember the movie, oh, what's it called? Um, the Breakup. And uh, Vince Vaughn's in it. And in it, his buddy or his brother's like, we always do what you want to do, you know? You're always life of the party, but when we want to go and watch my favorite sports team, it doesn't happen, you know, unless they're playing your team at, at you know, at your home stadium, et cetera, et cetera. And, and he was just showing, it's like, you're selfish. You're so self-absorbed. And so even for us, man, we got to learn to die to ourselves for our friends. We got to learn to die to ourselves for our relationships, for our family, for our kids, for our wives, because um, we have to learn to die for ourselves so we can live for Christ. So anyways, hope this was helpful today. Again, uh, where we're learning what the fight is really worth, not fighting other people, but what is worth fighting for. Talk to you guys next time.